Look, Shaft Brendel, you guys look a little bit cramped and uncomfortable. Why don't you just let me man the levers here? I guess we can try this eighth one here. Let's see what it does. Oh, there goes our lights. Let me just, there we go. Lights back on, no big deal. Maybe the next one, I guess, number nine. Oh, okay. That, that puts us down 20 more feet. I guess that's a good thing. Well, uh, next one in line, I guess, give that a shot, number 10. We'll just pull that and see what happened last time on the Incorrigible Party. So you got three locks you have to pick. I'm not worried about picking those locks. I'm a little bit more worried about if we get all the way to picking the locks and we need some kind of key to operate these things. But these are the, what the people, the employees wear, yes. right? Yes, yeah, very clearly, yes. How much bigger is it than I am? <laughs> when Gozer found her dark alley, she went and she set up a little couple little buoy traps and kind of got a little comfortable, sat down, looked around, noticed there was nobody there, and started crying. Okay, so I want to put all the levers back into neutral and hop back out of the barrel-looking thing and hang out until everyone else is done with their rest. Okay, so I think we're going to continue to start going that direction towards the storm. Okay. Perfect storm here. And uh, see if we run into anything. Or, let me restate that. Try not to run into anything. (laughs) Yeah. Okay, okay, just everybody relax. Just settle down, guys. It's not that much water in here. I can fix this. Yes, I know I shouldn't have pulled the 10th lever, but this is fine. I've got a bag of holding. It can hold a bunch of water. We'll just we'll just scoop up the water into the bag, and then we can carry on with the adventure. You guys have divided into these crabs and are now on your way towards this storm. I mean, that's kind of the only real direction which you know to head, right? Mm-hmm. You guys are, are now, whether or not you as players uh, may forget some of the controls in the, your crab subs, you as characters certainly uh, understand how to use them. Oh, great. So my notes are useless now. Great. Wasted post-it. We're killing the trees, Leland. Well, it definitely helps that you as a player knows, but I wouldn't, I probably would, I wouldn't make your roll every time you wanted to pull a lever is, the, is what I'm getting at, right? That's a good idea. I'll pull a lever 11 and shoot the uh, rocket launcher now. Ah, Okay. That's what I have down on my sheet. Unfortunately, Brendel loaded the rocket backwards and your sub blows up. Oh no, Brendel died. <laughs> Actually, Brendel's the only one that survived. Called it. Yes. It's my kind of DM. So how are you guys diving uh, like right down? Are you maintain, like staying on the surface until you kind of get closer to the storm? Or what? Are, what exactly are you guys doing? I think we'd want to maybe dive down to the to the floor of the ocean and and wherever she went is probably uh, in some kind of a cave or something. I would assume underwater. What if she? What if she's just gotten? What if there's an island out in the middle of the sea that is in the center of the storm? Though, then as we walk along the bottom, we'll start we'll going run up into the island, and we'll go into the island. What if it's a floating island? Well, we look up then and we'll see the island. <laughs> Okay. Well, so, so just um, remember your kind of your field of view here. You have uh, the viewfinder in directly in front of you and to either side of you. So, seeing directly above, below, or behind you guys, your vision is 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 greatly reduced. You're like you 
behind you. You can't you not, see behind you. Like direct the crab to look up, like using levers, like turning there's it. There's not. Yeah, see, by the controls, there's not really that that three dimensional movement. Um, it's kind of uh, you 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 ballast up or down, and then you kind of move forward or backwards. So kind of turning it, you're not really like guiding it as like maybe you would swim. You know what I mean? Like it's just kind of yeah. raising and lowering and then moving on kind of okay. these two axes so, of, of Well, let's just let Falzerin and Shaft. Falzerin and Shaft, you're in your own. So you guys figure out what you're doing. But I'm going to tell Gozer like, hey, Gozer, maybe we should. What do you think? Go down to the ocean floor because that seems the most sneaky if we're, you know what I mean? I don't want them to see us. What do you think? Good idea don't want people from shore to see us either yeah yeah okay so i'm gonna pull the levers and we're gonna dive down to the floor so we see like lights of the other crab right uh yeah so so your headlights um which you guys have both turned on they it puts out bright light for 30 feet and dim for another 30 feet so you got about 60 feet of vision in front of you okay i'm gonna sort of steer sort of right behind them so if they start dipping down i'll dip down also sort of follow following their lead Okay, Shaft. Do you think we should? Do you think we should maybe use a little bit of our ballast and and cover more ground by being a bit above them in the water? I don't want to lose them in case they drop down. We don't see it. I mean, as long as we stay back so we can see them, that's fine with me. Yeah, but maybe maybe like up ten twenty feet above them in the water. Sure, that's fine. Okay. I moved us, but the screen's black. Oh, on roll twenty. That's okay. We're not quite there yet as the storm is a few miles off of the coast. But as you guys are now kind of traveling at or near the, the bottom of the sea floors, it's slowly kind of declining out and to, to greater and greater depths. You get to a point where even in, in the, the water, you kind of see these, these swirls and these, these rings of water that kind of tapering down, almost like, like uh, they look like what you could picture like a cyclone, like an underwater cyclone. And you you can see though that you've you've dived down low enough, and you're far away enough from them where they don't seem to be a, a problem. But you kind of witness this phenomenon as you guys now are kind of hitting the edge of this storm that's raging above the surface. So, uh, but nothing seems to be affecting the the crabs or moving us around. We're still in complete control yeah so so far just kind of like there's this as you as you go deeper and deeper just kind of the the walls of, of your your subs are kind of just creaking and groaning you know as the as the pressure starts to grow as you as you are nearing closer to these kind of underwater cyclones you kind of see the debris of what must be shipwrecks that have steered into this storm some pieces still intact. Uh, you can make it a, a couple vessel names on them, like the the Salty Mariner and Trident's Fury. One piece that's kind of almost like looks like it's severed in half. That all you can really make out on the end of it is just fish. Many different pieces uh, of of different sizes. It's it's really difficult to even tell how many how many ships you think like the, this assorted wreckage even even belongs to. Do they look like they have treasure? You. It's mostly debris. I mean. Yeah, you, you could see uh, a few, maybe a few, like, what looked like maybe cargo boxes, similar to what brand you had kind of helped load in uh, Port Randis there. You know, some of them are, most of them look shattered. If you wanted to take the time and try to investigate for something, you could. Well, not now. I was just thinking later. <laughs> oh, okay. 
Does the word fish on that one ship seem to be in the same text as the rising starfish that we had seen previously? Just days ago? Why don't you roll me a history check? That would be a nine. It does, uh, even in, in the these dark and watery depths, it does look familiar. Oh, crap. Oh. Well, I know I loaded crap onto that ship, so that's not treasure. <laughs> well, I'm also not in the same crab as you, so I don't know that. Okay, whatever. Do we know if there's um, any way that these these crab um, crew quarters can pump water out if we were to like open a hatch and let water in? Is there a way for them to get the water out? It uh, it does not appear so. Comes okay. with its own little Dixie cup in the corner. <laughs> Um, so there's no like, uh, yeah, really the only the only exit and entrance is that hatch that you guys had climbed into. So like, should water get in and you close the hatch, there would be nowhere for you to actually bail the water that's in there out of out to. Yeah. Especially fully submerged. There's no system. There's no system that would like uh, pump it out or anything like that in here. The crabs are buoyant though, so I mean, you could get to the surface and get out. That's how you'd have to do it. Yeah. Okay. Well, and so now on this, um, Brendan and or yeah, Brendan Gozer's crab. You kind of walking along the the uh, sea floor. You're kind of kicking up sand and, and grit and kind of obscuring your your vision a little bit. And uh, the gentlemen and the, the sub above, they kind of you know every intermittently lose sight of, of their their crab as it's continuing moving forward. As you you know you spot it, you can still make out the headlight uh, light even though. It's, even if the sub itself may get obscured. I think Gozer would tell Bryn to go up a little bit so we're not kicking up sand. Because we wouldn't be able to see what's ahead of us. Aye, aye, Captain. So as you push up that lever 9 and you raise the, the 20 feet above, uh, now kind of matching the height that the, the, the boys are in, rising your sub out of, out of the sediment, you kind of come upon this giant, what looks like this, this huge growth of coral. And immediately in front of you, you kind of see that it's shaped like a like a human skull, very clearly. And in your head and your headlights, you see the, the the coral. You know, unlike what you may think of, like maybe like a, a beautiful, like colorful reef. You know, a reef coral. This just looks almost drained of color, and it gives the the illusion of bone. It's like a bone white, really making this skull look like. As if some giant 50-foot head has sunken and rotted at the bottom of this ocean. Oh, jeez. And you can see in its where the like its eye holes that they lead into tunnels leading into this, this coral. Hey, I think that's the place. Look at that thing. That's crazy. Yeah, that's gotta be that has to have something to do with Erica. It looked like giant head. Giant, giant head. Let's see if they're gonna go down in the eye hole. Go, go yeah. in, go in right. One of the boys, are, you want the right? You want us to go first? We don't. We sure? Yes. We okay. don't need to wait for them. We don't need Those them. Are, this seems like it could be a bad death. No, this exciting. <laughs> All right, Captain. We go in the right hole. You, you want to follow them down the right hole, or you want to go in the left? Let's follow them. Let's not split up. All right. How much room is there when they go in? Does it just fit, or is it like so? So these uh, your crab subs—they are 
for the like D&D sizing, they're large. They take up like a 10 by 10 square. And the eye hole, these openings of these eye holes, you see they kind of span about 20 feet across and, and maybe another 15 or so feet tall. So um, on roll 20 here are little tokens. Uh, Bryn and Goza, you are you guys are in Crab Sub 2. And uh, Falsey and Shaft, are, you are in Crab Sub 1. And you guys, yeah, you guys should, should be able to move move those up so you see here on the map these two tunnels right in front of you yeah those are kind of the eye holes now as we move into this this two-dimensional map i have here and they are separated there's like a wall between the tunnels yes that's yeah okay oh gozer as you move into to the right eye hole here you see that it kind of starts to starts to narrow on your right side and it just kind of reduces from the 20 feet down to about this very narrow, uh, tight fit for these subs, a 10-foot section of, of tunnel. It's going to be a tight squeeze, guys. Yeah, you would have to go single file here now. All right, we keep going. And so you, now you're in here and, and you're light. You just see the same, the same like, bone-white coral comprises this whole tunnel. Instead of, this is just, it's not like a rock kind of phenomenon. Like, it's, it's just almost been been bored or formed in this huge dead growth of, of coral at the bottom of this ocean. Alright, Gozer, hang on to your great axe. We're doing this. Battle axe. Well, well you know, the, the good thing is Erica's taking a lot of time here rather than, uh, you know, uh, she's really, she really does some artistic stuff here. <laughs> You know, maybe there is a, a quiet beauty in in your surround your current surroundings, but it kind of more it kind of gives you more of a, a bit of an ominous feel, almost like you're moving inside of like this this dead creature. And continue down down this slight curve here, uh, you guys kind of push and pull the levers up and down and orient yourselves so you can walk through it. You kind of come to where there's a, a second chamber it opens up into. Can we fit? It still looks currently wide enough for to, to maneuver the the uh, subs. But there's a f- there's a fork in the path. We can fit either way. You could continue to go either way. Yep. Goes or which way you want to go? This this way kind of goes up to the right. This way goes to the left. Go straight. Left. Left. All right. Aye aye, Captain. Bryn, uh, as you navigate though your sub past this opening on the right. Through your side viewfinder, you see that just this passageway opens up into a, a smaller chamber, inside of which you see, like half floating, kind of bobbing up and down against the the, the coral floor, are what look like three humans, and they're dressed in what looks like um, like sailor garb, as if maybe they're like from from one of the shipwrecks out there. Are they tied down? Or are they? I mean, do I see this first off? It, I guess it kind of depends if uh, Elena or Bryn would stop maneuvering uh, as she they pass, right? Because it's kind of, it's very tight. I kind of nudge Gozer and I tell her to look. I'm like, what is that? Meh, not our concern. Just keep going? Keep going. All right. I keep going. Okay. Listening to Gozer today. <laughs> As we pass, we see these these sailors. Are they like chained down to the ground, or are they just floating in? They're the just water? kind of floating in the water. 
now that since you've taken the time to kind of peer at them, Shaft, you kind of see they, they each have what looks like a, a strange creature kind of over their, their face, like their mouth and nose. The, the closest resembling thing you could really compare it to would be like an octopus. But it, its body is like this balloon of translucent flesh, so you can, you can see through it and see like the faces of, of these people. It's got, a, it's got a distinct set of gills at the bottom of its body, you know, where the, where the kind of this oval forms. And three like thick tentacles uh, wrapped around these people's neck and shoulders. Its body kind of slowly like inflates and then deflates in this constant rhythm. So would it look to me like they are some kind of breathing apparatus that's keeping them alive? Or do they look like they're motionless and dead? Well, they, they are motionless. They look like they're unconscious. But you can see that each of the human, they have like their mouths are kind of agape. Kept open by what looks like a, a fourth, much smaller tentacle. That's kind of seems to be inserted into their mouth and uh, down their throat. And uh, this thin row of teeth that you can make out in this this translucent flesh, kind of latching onto the the, the flesh around their mouths. As this creature looks like it's kind of been bitten into their into their faces, you know, little specks of, of red kind of in the in the water. Uh, around them and yeah this kind of the constant rhythm is kind of definitely reminiscent of like a like a like a sleeping person's like breathing you know just kind of the the light and slow steady exhale and inhale of, of like a sleeping person do i happen by any chance to recognize any of these sailors uh roll me a roll me another history check 14 you do recall actually from uh, the brief interaction with a few of the, the dock workers outside of the, the Rising Starfish that you do recognize one of these guys was on or helping to load the Rising Starfish in Port Randis. Ah. Hey, those... That looks like that guy we saw back on the dock in uh, Port Randis. I bet you that was the Rising Starfish back there. They didn't make it very far. No. Seems like they've met a very... Uh untimely fate. Well, I think they're still alive if you look. Look real close over there. You see those things that are sucking on their head? I think I think they're somehow breathing for them. At, at least they probably are just unconscious. Really? I say we don't get too close to those things. Hmm. Okay. Too late. So as uh, as Shaft, as, you, as you've kind of stopped, Bryn, you continued to move your your crab, obviously, you can't see them behind you, so you don't know that they've stopped to look closer. But you, so you continue to move. Yeah. So you kind of get down to the end of this hallway, and it, it kind of takes a sharp left turn, and you nearly run right into two humans in robes, just kind of swimming. And you see they're tugging two more crew members with the same creatures over their faces. The humans that are tugging are not wearing the creature on their face? They are not. And they look kind of surprised to see this this thing. And, you know, they're, they're, they're caught in your headlights here. Let's roll initiative. Someone please roll an at 20. I need to hear. <laughs> I need to hear Barry again. You want Barry trapped in a submarine with you? <laughs> yeah, Barry in a submarine. That sounds like I just want to hear him great. snarl. That would be great, yeah. That's a five for Felzern. 13 for Bryn. 7 for Shaft. Gozer, what did you get? A 10. 
I was the highest with 13. That's kind of sad. <laughs> That's really sad. Too bad Falzern's not in front to recognize these guys in robes. So, as a, uh, well, you're probably going to describe this, but I, the only two people that can attack are the ones driving the crabs, I assume, right? So, no. So, how, so what we'll do here is we'll allow everybody in the subs to be able to take an action. Now, how these, these subs work, for your action, you can manipulate two levers or a lever twice or whatever, right? You get two manipulations of the controls as your action on your turn. And it is close enough quarters where the kind of the person behind them could be like reaching and throwing their own lever. So everyone will be able to get an action and be able to do stuff. <laughs> now, whether or, not, whether or not the second person in that sub wants to do something other than attack or move away, or that's up to them, obviously, right? Right. Okay, so first up is one of these humans. Now, of course, uh, Shaft and Falzern and Brendel. Brendel, who actually I forgot, um, he was up all night crafting potions. He needs to make a, a constitution check because he hasn't actually slept. So he, <laughs> of course he does. He fails. He has a level of exhaustion. Oh, no. For not sleeping. Oh, Brendel. Don't do this to me, Brendel. It's all your fault. This is your battle, Falzern. So don't get him to do any ability check. <laughs> So this, this one of these humans, they kind of, Brennan Gozer, you see the, they just kind of push one of the, 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 the people with the, these squid things on their faces. They kind of just lifts them easily in the water, right? Fully submerged and just kind of pushes them back down the tunnel from which they had, had come. And he swims right up to your viewfinder. You just see this human, like, you know, with his hood that's not really set on his head because he's underwater, <laughs> but he still has the hood up for whatever reason. <laughs> he doesn't want his hair to get messed up. <laughs> and you see, he's actually, he actually has a, has a, a battle axe strapped to his back that he pulls out and is going to try to attack the sub. Uh, and it just clinks right off of. So these subs, they have an AC 20 and two and 200 hit points. Yeah, boy. Which I'll, I'll, I'll keep track of as we're, we're going through here. Oh, we'll all be keeping track, Leland. <laughs> <laughs> Will we, though? No. <laughs> so the second human gets to act before you. He does the same thing with, with the, crew, the crew member he's dragging. Pushes him back a little bit. Swims. He's actually going to swim kind of up and over above you guys. As you know, we kind of got three axes of movement here right along the ceiling of this coral tunnel here, about five feet of clearance above you, and he will also attack. Unfortunately, he does, does nothing as he shaft and falls in and Brendel, you all see this rogue figure suddenly dart around or you know jet around this, this tunnel, swim up and over the girl's subs and just kind of it strikes it with its hand, but kind of no effect. Bryn, you're up. All right. Do I recognize anything about what they're wearing or these guys or, like, have any clue what they're doing? You know what I mean? Is it, like, time to read into it or is it time to just act? They're <laughs> wearing... Well, they're certainly attacking you. It's very clear that they are attacking Yeah, yeah. And they're just wearing, like, like kind of plain, you know, your stereotypical, like, black-robed, like, cultist-looking kind of guy with, you know, maybe a, a, a length of rope cinched around their waist kind of thing. Oh, they look like cultists to me. All right, so 
where is the first one's already behind me, right? Yeah. The second one's in front of me. I can see him. Can my claw reach him? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The the, the first one that moved up to you is right in reach your. And claw it's like a sure. pin. It's like a pincer claw, right? Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So extending the claw is with one of the um, levers. Now, is there a second lever to pinch with the claw? Yeah, five and five up and down. So is he closer to my right or my left? Uh, you'd you'd be able to get him with either one. So so okay, five, so... five just says that each extended claw makes the following weapon attack. Okay. So both you we have both extended. So you oh, flip wow. five up. Yeah. It's got a, a plus eight to hit. So go ahead and roll to hit. Two attacks, one with each claw, right? So just roll. Okay, roll. okay, okay. Yeah. Not two with each. Okay, so um. Plus eight. I roll. I roll a thirteen. So you're saying add eight to that. So twenty-one. Okay, so one hits. And math hard. <laughs> what is this? Fourteen. Fourteen. Listener at home's like, oh, that's just six plus eight. You're stupid. Uh, fourteen does hit. Sweet. So the damage for each claw is two d six bludgeoning. Are they engaged with anyone else? Do I get sneak attack? <laughs> you don't get sneak attack. <laughs> I don't think... The crab sub is not a finesse weapon. I'm sorry. <laughs> two, two D6 is five. All I rolled was five. Two D6 per claw. So forty six. So roll it again, right? For the second hit act. Eight. Gozer. Or sorry, that was only one lever flick. Give was the second one. Let's do it again. <laughs> All right. So I've got... I rolled a one. Cool. But that's a nine, right? And then <laughs> I, I rolled, I rolled a three. Okay. Yeah. The, so the the three actually hits, but the one, so the critical fail is, is its right claw. You shoot it out. It kind of distends the machinery, and it kind of just goes limp in the water. Okay. Didn't break off on the wall. So you got one hit though. So roll me two two more d six for hit. Yeah, yeah, you got one hit. An eleven did hit. Five. All right, Gozer. I go, no, do like this. And I'm going to attack with the one claw and try and jiggle the other one, see if I can get it working again. Yeah, you just got to you just gotta give it a minute. Okay, one hold lever on, does okay. both so anyway. There is an order. In which, what order are you want to do that with? I want to attack with one. Okay, so you're going to attack first. Yeah. Okay. Uh, that's a 14. That's a hit. And that is nine points of damage. Oof, good job. And I'm going to jiggle the other one. By pulling which lever? I don't have a clue. <laughs> Whichever one makes it move. Whichever one she pulled to make it move. <laughs> Pull four. Pull four. And I'm going to just move it up and down. <laughs> Not okay. You have to pick a direction. Do you want to flick lever four up or down? Both, because it, you said it, it went out and it just stopped moving. So I'm going to go up and down. I know, but you, you only have two lever pulls on your action. Oh, come on. That's how it works. So one was the attack. Do you want to put lever lever four up or down? Up. I'm going up with it. So you see both claws kind of like stutter as they you're trying to put out the claws that are already out. So you see them kind of move forward like an inch and they just go as what you're trying to do, they are already out and, and use. Shaft, you're up. Oh, dear God. What what the hell is that stuff up there? Here. Uh, let's, let's move in a little closer, see if we can take care so of So your situation. speed is 30 feet. Okay. Yeah, you have plenty of plenty of squares. Yes, okay. they are. You, you know, you're you're good. I just so I'm gonna look at at Falzer and I'm gonna go. I'm gonna point at the uh, number ten. I'll go. Don't touch this one. 
That's bad. <laughs> then I'm going to grab five, and I'm going to reach out and try For, to... Sure. Try to For the listener at home, in case they forgot, lever 10 opens the back hatch. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there we go. 18 plus 8, so 26. That's 2d6, you said? Yep. Eight points of damage. And can I, when I grab onto him, am I just snipping him, or am I, can I... Can I, can I catch him in the claw? Are you putting the lever five up? Yeah, up. Then it is it is pinching him. Okay. So with the other claw, so can I so go and no try the, to... the manipulation of the lever up, it puts mm-hmm. up, it uses both. Both are attacking. So you do have a second oh, attack. I see. Yeah. So you do get another attack. You get attack with each claw, right? So roll me another hit. Okay, that's a thirteen. That's a hit. Yep. And that's only three points of damage. So you moving and then you attacking, those were your two operations. Okay. Falls are in, you're up. Can I just say, we should have Twitch streamed this because the number of times people are grabbing with their claw hands at the screen <laughs> is hilarious. And pointing at Gozer up and pointing at Gozer down. Oh. Okay. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to attack the, the guy that's closest to us um, doing the same thing Shaft did again. So lever up, lever, lever five up. Uh, lever five, yeah, claw attack. Okay. That is a 12 and a uh, 20. Yeah, both are going to hit. Uh, 10 and a 7. So, 17. Wow, good job. You rolled high. All going at the same guy. Okay, you got one more lever manipulation. Oh. Uh, hmm. There's not really anything creative I can think of doing. I guess I'll just attack him again. So lever five up. Lever five, yeah, yeah. Uh, that's a adjusted twenty and an adjusted and a twenty-three. Uh, Fifteen. Brendel, who has shafts on his lap, I believe. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'll pull my arms in. Oh uh, well. Um, which 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 one? Uh, uh, grab and he grabs five and he pulls it down. Pulling lever five down. Each claw. Shoots out again. One of them misses, but one does hit with a 26. This time the claw grabs out and it wraps around this robe figure's waist and kind of grabs onto him and grapples him. And then he's got one more movement. He's going to... You guys would have... Ex- would you have explained anything to Brenda about how to work this thing? No. No. <laughs> he's, uh... <laughs> All right, he's just going to... Flicked lever five up. Okay. Which is going to lash out with a hit on this grappled dude. Takes ten more damage. Okay, so back to the, the rogue guy in front of Bryn and Gozer. You see him now, he's kind of getting his bearings, and he just takes his axe again, swipes at the viewfinder twice. Uh, ooh, actually does hit, gets an adjusted 20 and a 22. Not the viewfinder. We might be needing to down our potions soon. Hope not. Dealing 14 damage. <laughs> A drop in the bucket for 200 hit points. Yeah. yeah. That viewfinder is good for 200 hit points, right? <laughs> so this robed human, even though he's currently he's grappled, there is an escape DC 15 he could try to make. But actually, he's kind of twisting a little bit in the grip and fumbling at the latch of the back of Crab Sub 2 with Bryn and Gozer in it. And he's going to make a, an intelligence check to see if he can find it. 
critical fail. He actually is unable to find it as he's fumbling around for it. And that uh, that was, unfortunately, his action. So, Bryn, back to you. <laughs> no, it's not like I would know he's doing that. You hear him banging on the oh, back geez. of your... Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> ah, Gozer, they're, they're getting at our door. What did you do? Why is the arm not working? Uh, so I don't broke it. She pulled four up, right? So I'll pull it down. Okay, so both claws retract back, back into in. the sub. Yeah. Yeah. And then I'm going to, if I, ex- so the, is the tail's already extended. Yeah, the tail's and the leg pop out at the same time. Am I able to slap the tail at the guy in the back? <laughs> no, no. <laughs> oh, dang it. It's less of a tail and more of a rudder. And I couldn't do any claw attacks now that the claws are in. You you would have to pop them back out, but then that would be your second manipulation. I know. I figure that's what I'll do. Ah, oh, dang it, Gozer. So then I push four up. The claws pop out, and both of them now look like they're fully functional. As you've kind of reset this this right side. Gozer. I'm going to say, I know, broke it, you broke it. And I'm going to shove five up to attack the guy and... I have no idea which one moves us forward, so I'm going to push on two after I attack. Okay, so you get both claws now functioning. I got a 10 and a 22. The 22 hits. That is seven points of damage. Couldn't she ask me which one? She could, but she didn't. You put lever, <gasps> lever two up? Yeah. Yeah. Actually, nothing happens. Perfect. Okay. I thought I was going to close it. Down would have closed the front shutter, but since the front shutter is up already, it, you know, you kind of hear it like, same with like the arms. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna say we need move. We need move up. And I well, throw moving up is six. Two, two. Well, move us. Moving is six. All right, Shaft, so at you're least up. I said what it is. Brendel has has grappled this rogue guy in the right claw. So this robe guy here that's behind him, is he actually right on top of them, or is he floating out there like that? He's, like, floating, kind of, you know, again, grasped in, in your guys' right claw. Is He's kind of just, like, twisted around, like, fumbling with the back of their, their apparatus. All right, so I'm going to take the five. I hit five up and try to snip him. Okay. That is a 23. Yeah. Six points of damage. All right. And then with the other claw, uh, can I just... Uh, let's see. I assume I can go five again. Or no, they do them both at the same time, right? It does, but one has them grasped. Yeah. Okay. So, I guess, can I, if I push five up again, does he release and pinch again, or does it... You know what? I'm going to say, since he's grappled, that right one just squeezes him. So, auto hit. Roll another 2d6. Pop his head off. That's, uh, who has 12. Oh, shit. Okay, he's looking very, very bad. As you squeeze him, you see, like, mist of blood kind of cloud the water around his head as he coughs up, spits up blood from his crushed internal organs. And I'll say, five up. Five up's good. (laughs) Ballsy, that's you. (laughs) All right. Um, I think I'm going to do the same. Try and squeeze him again. All right, so roll for that auto. Roll for the auto squeeze on the grappled guy. Seven. Your right claw just squeezes until it severs him in half, and the two pincers close together, and you just see his separated halves just drift apart in the <laughs> in this water. Oh, nasty! 
Would we be able to see the blood in the water now? Yeah, you could probably see. Look, Gozer, I think they got him. Mr. Red come from behind you. Maybe got him. Unless that's Falzerin's blood. I assume we don't hear any banging on the back of our barrel anymore. Yeah, it's kind of ceased, yes. <laughs> this tunnel's still too narrow for us to get around. Uh, no, yeah, you wouldn't be able to move past, past Brinstone. Okay. No. I'll, I'll move forward a little bit so that we're getting closer behind them. So I will uh, press number six up. All right, and then uh, Brenda will just elect to do nothing as there really is nothing for him to do. Unless you want him to randomly pick a lever to throw. No, uh, I don't think so. You know, I'm all good with, as long as Tim's out of the picture. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I specifically told him no. No tin. Yes, you did, yes. <laughs> okay, so back to this last surviving... He kind of sees the, the top half of his buddy float above the top of your your sub, and he's actually going to turn and run. But he can't run fast underwater, so we ought to be able to catch him. Oh, shit. He can swim, though. You see him zip right <laughs> off, and he seems to have no problem swimming. <laughs> he's got flippers. Ren, you're up. All right, Gozer, let's go. So I push the lever and move as far as we can, basically don't care about these two that we float by move if we're still on initiative I'll move twice I guess forward just keep going okay. don't let him get away I'll get him. so as you move in to this kind of where this turn happens where this guy has, has run you see that the the tunnel begins to uh, forms this incline and you get to the top of it it opens up into this much larger chamber but you also, at the top of the tunnel, you kind of breach the water as the, the level, the, the water level is, is reduced up on this level. Um, still kind of though you're, you can see on the ground, it's still flooded, but uh, not completely submerged. And you get the crab right up to this rogue human who's now standing in about a foot, a foot and a half of water. And Gozer, you are up. Get him, Gozer. Can the crab, can I still reach him with the pinchers? The claw? Yeah. Basically, we just shifted you guys, same positioning, all the way down this tunnel. Okay. I'm going to uh, push five up and try and, and claw him. That's a 16. Yep. Do you want me to roll the second attack yeah, or wait? Sure. Uh, that's a 12. The both hit. 15 points of damage total. And, uh, yeah, your right and a left, and the last snip kind of catches him in the arm and clips off his, his left arm. And he just kind of falls face down into this this uh, the foot and a half of water here, and just kind of floats as his arm just drifts away. <laughs> I unarmed him. Uh, and, <laughs> and you you see though on, immediately upon death that what what once was a human uh, morphs and changes into this strange creature that you you've never seen before, still humanoid, but like its uh, its face kind of kind of becomes mottled and and very um uh like like a crustacean and like down its face is split it's kind of this split mouth that would open into this huge huge gaping jaw okay so we're currently out of we'll fall out of initiative now so shaft you can drive up this tunnel or what would you I'm guys gonna like follow to him okay. we're gonna follow him yeah down the hole i'm gonna tell gozer did, did you see that look at him that's not a human. He ugly. Yeah, he ugly. 
He needed some braces, man. So as we go by, do we just st- still see these pirates that are floating there? Yeah, they're still just kind of floating there. They've now kind of, you know, floating above the the ceiling of uh, this tunnel. So we're gonna look at them as we go down that way. Do they look like they're dead, or do they have those things on their faces? I can't remember. They do have those things on their faces. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, Falsy, what do you, you see? The things on their faces. Yeah, I've never seen anything like that. It looks like... I'm going to take the claw and try to move it. Uh, extend. It's extended out, so I'm just going to try to turn over to the left with the 7 and sort of hit it. Okay. And see if he moves. Oh, like if the the whole body? Yeah, just sort of hit the body and see if the, the thing that's on his face uh, reacts to it or if he reacts in any way. Uh, yeah, kind of you just... As you nudge it, the body just kind of starts to spin, you know, with the the, the force of the push, and the creature itself, its its body seems to like crumple under the force, uh, and then as it's kind of spinning away from you, it just begins to inflate and, and deflate again, back to what it was previously doing. No reaction either from the actual person that it's this thing is attached to, as the, they still seem to be unconscious. Yeah, should we put them out of their misery and just chop them in half? I I don't want to jump to that yet. Could you guys do me a perception check? 10. 17. So, Falzern, um, not the one that Shaft had bumped, but now this second guy kind of off to your left, out the, out the side viewfinder, you recognize this is Captain Grimby Chum. Grimby? What? Shaft, it, that, that guy over there looks like Captain Grimby. Captain Grimby Chum. Ah. Yeah, it does look like him. That's unfortunate. What I was saying is, I I say we leave. <laughs> that is unfortunate. I agree, Shaft. I say we leave him here and focus on the task at hand, which is getting rid of Erica. And on our way back, maybe we can rescue these. You know, maybe if we get those creatures off their face, they'll come back to life, and we can save them. I don't know. Let's just leave him for now. I was going to chop them half a minute ago, so I guess it's no worse death if they just float here for a while. Yeah, let's go on down. So, Brennan, Brennan Gozer, what are you guys doing up here now uh, while they're kind of inspecting this this person? What have you guys done? So this chamber now, you can see it's, it's quite large, and it's no longer completely flooded, just that foot and a half of, of water. So you could potentially get out of your subs now. And you kind of see two uh, large, they look like kind of, like growths of coral they look like uh, large almost like large bowls just kind of sprouting out of out of the floor is the floor all coral it it, uh, it is that same like bone white coral can we walk the crab up onto the floor that's yeah, what i was gonna absolutely. i was gonna suggest i was just hoping gozer wouldn't want to jump out hey hey gozer until we see what's all in this area let's just stay in the crab and walk around a little bit protect ourselves for now for now but it's, you know, it's a pretty big uh, robot we're in here. But Gozer can't do much inside this. If something else I attack, know. Gozer jump out. I know, out. I know. But if something's in here, I'd rather be in this right now till we find out what we're dealing with. So let's let's explore a little bit. Okay. Okay, so we walk around, like, the perimeter, basically. Okay, so as you, and as you near one of these pools... From your your vantage, as as this kind of bowl shape is only about three uh, feet high, 
you see into it and it's just kind of this a pool of water with those uh, three tentacled balloon creatures just kind of swimming around. And so there are two pools. One of them has got about four or five. The other one has more like a half a dozen. And as you kind of continue through this chamber, you see that there is another exit kind of that runs parallel with the portion in which you walked up into. And that seems to be the only other exit outside of this chamber. That tunnel does narrow to five feet. And is the water still low? It's still that foot and a half of like flooded, kind of flooding, but not fully submerged. Looks like we're going to have to get out, Gozer. You happy now? Gozer don't like being in tin can. So Shaft and Falzer and you guys have now caught up kind of down this tunnel and you've witnessed the same, these same kind of pools and Brynn and Gozer kind of walking their crab around, around this new chamber. We park it right by that uh, five foot area, like path, pathway there, scoping it out. We'll sort of do the same as, as they do. We'll follow them onto the ground. And I think Gozer would say, leave crab near water. We could run faster than crab can. We run over to crab and get in water quick. Okay, so walk it back to where we came in? Yes. No, that's fine. Yeah, where the hell are they going? We just got here. Let's walk it back <laughs> to the entrance that we came in, and then I'll open the hatch and okay. poke uh, out. Yes. It's like they're going back up. Shaft and Falzer, and you guys, as you kind of come into the chamber, you also notice this uh, strange-looking uh, creature. As the Now the hood has kind of floated back, and it's revealed kind of sprouting out of its head that kind of run down its neck and tuck into the back of its robe. Looks like, like, like what would be like long braided hair but instead of hair it's tentacles can i make um some sort of check to see if maybe i heard or read of a creature that might resemble this sure make me i make me a make me a nature check my 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 goodness what what is that as brendel's kind of pushing shaft out of the way so we can look out this front viewfinder it's a 17 so you actually do have a bit of knowledge uh, of what this creature is. You know that this is what's called a deep scion. You also know that they have are very effective disguise capabilities. Okay. Generally, if you were to encounter them, they are they are there to, to obfuscate and, and spread some type of subterfuge uh, within a particular area. You also know of their creation. This particular creature, to to form one of them, a a person needs to have succumbed to some type of watery death, and they are approached by some type of, of godlike entity and offered this this new life and transformed into servitude under this entity. Okay. And no specific entity, but you know what I mean, like something a with powerful. that type of power. Yeah. Yeah. Brendel Shaft, do you recognize these things? Uh, no. I, I, I can't say that I do. I've, I think I've read about them years ago in a very um, dusty old book that I came across. They're called Deep Scions, and I have a feeling they're here doing Erica's bidding. They're, they're generally kind of spies or sort of servants to higher powers. 
So specifically, Falzerin, uh, obviously this is strictly knowledge that you have, and not the rest of the party. And I mean, this may be knowledge that you may not want to share, obviously, but you were actually told about these things by an old friend of yours. Okay. Oh. Oh. <laughs> oh. Waiting for the light bulb moment. <laughs> <laughs> so, is all that previous conversation not happened? No. So, what I what I said stands. Okay. So, what is it? What are they doing to the guy? Are they are they like bringing him back to life? Are they breathing for him? I mean, how do they work? Well, no, I, I'm talking about these that creature that was disguised as a hum, in a human form that after. After Gozer and Brin's sub killed him, he kind of transformed back into this weird-looking nautical creature. Not the sucker things. No, no, no. You you also see floating in in the in the water now. Its severed arm. It's kind of come free of the sleeve of the robe, and uh, coming sprouting from from its uh, forearm is like this long, big fin, like this narrow kind of fin. Okay. Are you guys ah. still in your crab? Yeah. Are Brennan are Brennan goes, are you guys getting out of yours? Yeah, yeah. I, I opened the hatch already. I'm crawling out. So ah, I, we okay. didn't hear any of that conversation no, is what right. I mean. Yeah. Hey, lo- looks like looks like the others are hopping out. Should should we park our crab and hop out as well? I don't think we can fit through this passageway that's leading out of here. Let's park our crab and see what happens before we get out. Okay. I mean, did you see those pools there? There's those sucker things are in there. Yeah, yeah. I wonder if that's like a breeding ground for them or something. Yeah, we're just gonna watch for about ten seconds. So Brennan Gozer as uh, well. Gozer would be in the back, so she'd kind of be the first one out. As you hop into the water, you mm-hmm. almost kind of lose your your footing as the the floor underneath the water kind of is coated in like this uh, like it's like algae, like green slime. So it's very very slippery. So I will also point out in, in in your environment here on the map, you see I have these little um, red colored like pieces of coral in some squares. So now in reality, they're not actually colored. They're not that. They're still that bone white, that dead coral. But they do kind of sprout up, almost like like a stalagmite would in like a rocky cave. You know, like spike. You know, kind of spikes come growing up, rock formations out of the ground. It's kind of a similar thing, but made of coral. So you actually cannot walk or move through those those squares on the map, okay? Okay. Okay. So something's going to happen here. <laughs> um, Gozer, you want me to go first? You want to go first? Let's, let's go. Let's go. You're ready. Let's go. You going first? Gozer, go first. All right. I know you're ready for a fight. We should probably hop out, uh, guys. It looks like they're they're getting ready to go ahead. Yeah, we're like not even looking. We're just we're going. All right, I'll push the tan and I'll sort of go. Go ahead. All right, so I jump out. Okay. I'll scoot over in the other seat and let Brendel get out. It's it's pretty slippery down here, guys. Watch your step. And I'll sort of just spin the thing around a little bit with the left move on the number seven and sort of tilt it around so I can see directly where they're standing. Is it okay? Is there any that what's in the pools? Shaft, quit being so paranoid. Hop out of there. I'm just, I just, I want to see if I need to. I mean, these things are pretty, uh, pretty good to fight in. So if well, we need to, I might want to stay in here until we find out what we what we're dealing with. 
I think I've learned a little bit. Um, While we're I'd, talking, can we keep walking? <laughs> if you guys do not want to wait for them, you can absolutely... I, I don't think we want to wait for them, right, Gozer? Nope. Nope. What I've learned so far, Shaft, is you probably don't want to stick your head face first down into those any one of those two pools with the thing swimming around in it. Okay, so common sense. And I get out. I, when I'm standing up on the top, I'll look down. What do those things look like they're doing? Are they swimming around? Or are they... Uh, much like a like a squidward with an ink propulsion, but their bodies kind of deflate and it like shoots out a jet of, of water as they're kind of just slowly like circling around in these pools. All right, we'll get out as they continue to walk down the pathway till it goes into the <laughs> block area. I'll get out and we'll start walking that way, or I'll start walking that way. We're gonna have to hustle. They're they're trying to <laughs> they're trying to lose us here. And turn around. Where you at? Come on, let's go. Slow down. Bunch of wimps. We're ready. I imagine this water is fairly, fairly deep for a shaft. Yeah, you said it was how deep? Foot and a half. Yeah, it's 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 up to my chest. I'm I'm taller than that. I'm two foot seven. Uh, so because of the the slime coating, this uh, this these coral tunnels now are actually considered to be difficult terrain for you all. Okay. All right. So Gozer, you're leading. I am. Are you being stealthy? I am now. Now that I see the straight ahead. Now that I see the straight ahead, yes. We marched in there about 30 feet and it curves and I'm like, Gozer, let's let's be sneaky sneaky, right? Let's ask the question, do we hear anything? I don't hear anything. You kind of hear the the soft, uh, like, sloshing of of water. And you can kind of actually see the the very slight, like, ripples uh, of of movement that kind of are, are... flowing and traveling down this this tunnel and in this foot and a half of water okay so yeah we're being stealthy now goes are kind of at the very end of this this light curve into this straight 30 30 ish feet straight away you can see into partially into this other chamber and you see you see erica at the end uh, of, of this chamber she's just kind of standing she's just kind of shifting back and forth a little bit she seems to be pretty uh, preoccupied with something in, in the room, but you can't quite make it out from where you are. I'm going to definitely sneak up to the end of the hallway. Okay, roll me a stealth check. And anyone else that is coming with her? Well, um, do I see her yet? Not from my vantage point, I assume. Not quite yet, no. I, uh, I, I follow Gozer. I got a 12. Okay. I got a... 27. Shaft and Falsey, or are you guys being... Uh, I think we're we're too far to know what's going on. You're like too far behind, right? Well, we would maybe sneak up and then wait for you. Yeah, as, as soon as I can see what they're seeing, as soon as I can see Erica, I'm going to say to Shaft, we need to be... I don't know what she's doing up there, but she's not aware of us yet. Let's, hey, let's be stealthy. stop! Shh! Stop for a second. I'll cast Pass Without Trace. Okay. My man. I will I will continue to sneak up. That gives me a 35. Gozer, stealth. wouldn't you be a little bit further down? Or no, you're stopping there. Oh. If I, Gozer, yeah. if you're moving down to the end, move yeah, move where you would stop. And then, so when then Erica comes into view of, of Shaft, he kind of wait, you know, holds Falsey and Brendel back. And how, what's the range on that pass without trace, Shaft? It is 30 feet. Okay, uh, so. Let me, double, let me double check that. It is 30 feet from me. And okay. what does it add to other players' stealth check? 10. 
plus 10. So that's a 28, 28 for Falzer. I think Shaft would be able to get everybody in that. So I'll, I'll add the 10 to what Gozer and Brynn had previously rolled as well. Gozer, as you kind of hit this, this tunnel now, and you all get closer, you kind of find, you find Erica, and Gozer, you, you see her, and kind of standing in front of her is this, this beautiful young woman. And next to that young woman, you, you see this old, like, haggard and gray, gray half-orc. And you, you quickly realize that you're looking into a mirror. But the images it's reflecting is, is distorted in some way. As you, you kind of recognize your, your own furs and, you know, the little bit of, of your necklace kind of poking out. You, is, that, is that me? Can Bryn see, neck, like, past her? If it's a five-foot doorway, I'm right there. Or no, just goes her. Yeah, Bryn, you you absolutely kind of see the same thing, and you you just see your like the reflection of you guys down this hall, and it's very clear to you that Erica can also see your reflection here, and she just kind of you see the 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 beautiful woman in in the mirror kind of just gives a smile, this very very radiant radiant smile, yeah, the reflection gives off as she then slowly turns. Hello, I see you've you followed me. But as the woman turns, you you see this the same person that you you met outside the hut. This this old haggard looking, a woman. Mm. So very clearly, this this mirror kind of it like shows, you know, shows young, old, shows shows beautiful as ugly, and, and vice versa. Okay. Uh, to blame. And that's our show. Our intro and outro music was created by Josh Jarvis. For your own musical inquiries, contact jamesmercymusic at gmail.com. All other music and ambient noise is courtesy of tabletopaudio.com. The Encouragement Party is sponsored by Critical Hit Design. Visit criticalhitdesign.com for all of your graphic design needs. You can find more info on the characters and world at encouragementparty.com. Enjoying the show? Have any questions or rules corrections? Email us. Contact at EncouragableParty.com or reach out on social media. The Encouragable Party on Facebook and Instagram at EncouragablePar on Twitter using the hashtag AfterPartyIP for a shout out during our behind the screen After Party episodes that drop every fourth release. Happy adventuring!